Hi, I'm here with Sarah Tantlinger to talk about her poem, uh, Love Me Like a Murder Scene. We're at a Barnes & Noble in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, where we sometimes meet to talk about writing. Uh, hi, Sarah. Hi, Mike. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd just ask you a couple questions, and we'd only talk for a few minutes about your piece, which, which appeared in uh, the 5-2 Crime Poetry um, Weekly, I think. Talk about the title first, Love Me Like a Murder Scene, because it sounds like a Scorpion song to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm not really sure. The, the title came last. Titles always come last for me, so the poem was written first, and yeah, <laughs> that's about all I can say about that. I think it played off a lot of um, the first two lines about ransom notes and the way a knife loves a heart, and that kind of spawned the title in the end. Oh, okay. And uh, is this autobiographical or something like that? <laughs> no. I mean, it's like a love poem that's a sick crime horror murder poem. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's, it's a little different, but love and horror often go hand in hand for me. I write about those themes a lot. Um, I wrote an entire poetry collection about that that I'm finishing the edits for now and sending out soon, hopefully. Um, Can I ask you what the title is, or is that It's called set? Love for Slaughter. Love for Slaughter. Yeah, so I got a theme going on here. Is that the name of an actual poem, too? Yes, that's the name of the poem in the book. So are all your poems titled Love and Murder? No, just, just a couple. It's, it's a little, that's cool. It's fun, yeah. Are you, or were you with this poem in particular, uh, inspired by another writer or poet, or is this just your thing? This poem came from, I was, when I talk about this poem, I, when I submitted it, I talked about my fascination with tragic, self-consuming love, and that was one of the ideas. And I was also thinking about Wuthering Heights a lot. I have an obsession with that book. Um, so those ideas kind of came together and formed the first line about holding love like a ransom note. And I wanted to do something with that. Um, and it really spawned from the relationship between Catherine Heathcliff and Wuthering Heights. Mm -hmm. uh, so are the other poems in that book, are they that you're working on, are they also mostly drawing on or referencing Wuthering Heights? Or is that no, that, I researched, there's a term in French, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it right, but it's like filet ou trois, filet ou trois, but it basically means madness shared by two, and I researched uh, a lot of that theme, and it's been very... I love it! Yeah, so it's been all about this obsessive, terrible <laughs> love tearing these people apart. <laughs> filet au trois that's probably so wrong but something like that it sounds like filet au fish but I like it uh, maybe that should be the title uh, anyway <laughs> I like the other title you had to let's go through some of the uh, other actual lines in the poem I mean are, is there a phrase in there that really sticks with you beyond the ransom note one um, um, I mean it's you've got like four or five stanzas there yeah and in the poem it's a murder is committed Mm -hmm. So it's not only... So the, the poem itself is a murder scene, literally, right? Yeah. Um, yes. So is it about seduction or torture or pain <laughs> or revenge? Or what is it about in your mind? Like, talk a little more about your fascination with this stuff and maybe <laughs> I, what the poem means to you. I think for me it was just about possessive love itself and it goes through these stages and... 
you know, it starts out with the possession and then it becomes something that tears itself apart. And then it goes into this idea of forever love, but how forever is not, as I say, golden sun songbirds, it's cruel and it's a chilled finality. Hmm. Um, and then the end kind of goes back to that idea with, um, like, if they promise to love each other even though the skin is rotting from them. <laughs> Yes, I will clutch your bones to my heart and bid the world farewell is the ending. So the narrator, it's not like a zombie narrator. No. But it is like a suicidal kind of, yeah. narrator. So it's a Romeo and Juliet thing. <laughs> well, no? I guess you could compare it to that. I'm not a fan of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> but star-crossed lovers who kill themselves to live forever because society won't accept them. I don't know. Um... <clears throat> I like the themes of like all-consuming love. I think is the phrase you used, mm-hmm. where if people aren't careful, they they can destroy each other. Yeah. But passion does that, and I mean, do you think this poem is ultimately saying it's worth that to? It's worth the passion for the suffering and pain or loss, or is it a warning? <laughs> Probably worth it for me, um, especially for this poem, because it's, I guess, just kind of playing with that idea of, yes, this is terrible, but how can you know how wonderful it is, too, unless you kind of let it consume you and tear you apart of it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I like <laughs> that. Oh, very good. And then, uh, I guess, uh, finally, uh, I mean, obviously, it's cr- criminal because it has murder. But yeah. you don't often see love stories in the crime or love themes in the crime genre per se. It might be love interests or something like that. Um, but do you think that there's a romance to crime that's similar to the romance to crime? I mean, I don't know. Other I, than Wuthering Heights, maybe are there other? Well, I did when I was writing that collection. I also researched a lot of like crimes of passion and love crimes themselves. Ah. Um, I think this poem kind of came in between that when I was doing the research and it didn't really it didn't really fit with the collection because I don't use other crime metaphors in the collection, but I really liked it as its standalone piece, so it was great to see it published with the 5-2. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, and uh, I, I guess, uh, is it fair to say that uh, your writing things that maybe other people aren't doing in your opinion like uh, are you bringing something to the table that other crime poets or (laughs) writers aren't uh... I don't know I mean I tried because I don't see a lot of poetry like this where it does focus on like love and crime Um, so I mean I definitely have my inspirations Poe that's obvious one I think in all my poems and he often wrote about, you know, he said the death of a beautiful woman is the most beautiful thing to write about and all that. Well, feminists hate that. <laughs> are, I mean, are you... <laughs> are, do you see what you're doing as feminists or as a feminist thing, or is that irrelevant? I don't know if I'd say it's irrelevant, but I... That's a hard question, because some of my poems, you can see them used as a woman, and I, hmm. I mean, I don't usually leave her at the end being the one that's bloodied and crawling away I try to play with that a little bit but at the same time she is and I don't think that's a 
an unfeminist thing to do. I try to make it, I guess, equal in the poetry. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, it almost sounds like you're saying it's not really about social uh, equality as much as it is something personal? I don't know. I mean, in with, with love itself, I don't know how you could say that it can only go one way for that so to see it both ways and just everybody gets destroyed in my poetry so <laughs> it's all equal that's a quotable quote so i think we should end there thank you sarah <laughs> nice talking to you thank you <laughs>